You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast, the podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Team Stripes Podcast. Join, as usual, by my co-host, Nat Swanson. What is up, dude? Hey, man, how's it going? We are living the dream here in Florida. It was a beautiful 96 degrees today. Oh, man. Yeah, we're fighting the uh, the Canadian bog fires. It smells like a peat bog here. So uh, in western Michigan, it's like 60 degrees and smoky. Oh, that sounds like some interesting weather. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, just got done with Broga. Have I told you about that at all? So real kind quick. Of. So, yeah, so the there's one of the hockey referees here. His wife runs a yoga studio. Um, and so she does what's called Broga, which is essentially for, you know, we have like uh, almost a dozen guys now, I would say, that uh, do yoga on Tuesdays together. So uh, in the in the off season, it's like a Zen moment. <laughs> I love it. That sounds like such a good time. It is. It is cool. It is so cool. we are we're just going to jump right into it. Um, we have uh, a special guest today who joins us, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Gino Binda. How are you doing, sir? Good evening, everybody. Thanks again for having me. And uh, 96, I was sort of a bombing 96 down there, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> you, walk, you walk outside and you're instantly sweating. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we uh, recently we saw through Referees Crease, which is your organization, and then obviously the USPHL posting about um, some summer camps. And we got a lot, a lot of moving parts with Referees Crease, the extension with the Southern Pro Hockey League, um, as well as uh, you retiring from Atlantic Hockey and moving on to the next things and your son taking over that job. Congratulations to both of you guys on, on, on those things. Um, so we just wanted to have you on and what, what's going on with referees crease. Just talk all things going on with, with the Bindas. Well, uh, I think there's a, a number of things that are going on all at once. Uh, as everybody knows, the officiating pool is, is really starting to, to shrink, uh, especially with the amount of veterans retiring. And that, that becomes a bigger problem than bringing people in. Uh, we can bring people in, uh, but when the veterans start leaving, uh, it brings a problem in no matter what sport it is, right? All that knowledge that used to be transferable uh, in the locker room goes away. It doesn't come back, right? Unique situations that you use your own personal experiences from, no matter where you came from. It didn't matter what organization, but it, it, when you have a good skill set or something that you could pass on to somebody, that, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're losing that. Um, luckily we've been, we've had some pretty good success with the, the blast using social media and and getting, uh, the word out that look, uh, what we're trying is a little unique. Um, we're trying to bring people in back door. And what I mean by back door is that, uh, not necessarily going through the traditional roles. Um, if I, if I may take something out of the NHL's page of getting Mm -hmm. players coming in, um, and trying to fast track them because they do have bring a lot of uh, experience in the game, right? They have hockey intelligence, right? And they can skate. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're, we're trying to 
tie that in with just with some novice people, right. That are coming in new to the game and, and getting everybody in the same room and just trying to figure out where that pool is going to go. So we started with the, uh, these summer camps and they're pretty unique. Uh, they're free. Number one, uh, number two, uh, you get paid training. Uh, when you come, you actually get your expenses paid for. You have to work for the games, but you're not losing money to come and everything else is provided for you. The games, no matter what level you're at. For example, this weekend here uh, down in Attleboro, we have the USA Hockey New England District Camp for the U15s. Okay. So a little different, we invited all the kids that we knew from 17 to 21. That was the only age group they were looking at because more than likely they're the ones not working just out of school. Uh, mm -hmm. Might have some opportunities here to, you know, get their feet wet. Uh, we have about five or six with some experience because we don't want the, the, uh, the games to go off with, uh, out any hockey knowledge out there. But we, we found a pretty good mix with classroom. Uh, we brought on a bunch of evaluators. So there's a lot of hands-on stuff. And at the same time, they'll get paid for the games that they're working. So, uh, you know, wow. if it paid for their gas and, and, you know, a couple extra bucks put in their pocket, that's a win-win for everybody. It keeps them enthused. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you get that little taste of honey, you want to come back because you see what you can make uh, in a short period of time. And yeah. the camp was not very big, but uh, we didn't want it to be big. We wanted to make sure that we got some kids that uh, we could really focus on and hone in on some of their skill sets to hopefully get them ready uh, as we progress uh, during the season. What, one of the problems that we do have, and we don't do enough of with, with a lot of camps, it doesn't really matter where you are right now, is that there's not a lot of three, not enough officials in the pool to bring back that entrance point where you're a first or second year referee trying to get your feet wet in the midgets and the bantams where we traditionally used to have three man system, but mm -hmm. the game has just exploded. Uh, no matter where it is, the South, Northeast and West it's exploded. And we don't, we can't get people into those positions and that's hurting us when your first entrance point into junior hockey is probably in some cases your first game doing the three man. Yeah. But any right. camp, but on any camp experience. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do. Uh, We've also, uh, kudos to the NCAA, uh, uh, we got a lot of people from the ECAC Hockey East, uh, a lot of the, uh, we work with Jeff Fulton, uh, the NCAA coordinator uh, for the rules committee. He's, he's got a thing running, Simon Chainless with us. Uh, Gino's going to be up at that camp uh, in July. So there's a lot of facial exposure. Hey, we're working to get this to work. We know at the NCAA level, that there's a problem. We and know that's the, that's the July 12th to July 16th, correct? Yeah, we got July 12th. And then we have another one on the, uh, we have another one that will go right through uh, the 16th, 19th. And we have a, you know, we're trying to make a little bit of fun. There's an off day. And then the New England Pro-Ams are up here. So what we did, we have an off day, to make a little bit interesting. We're sponsoring a golf tournament uh, up here. <laughs> Uh, and nice. then everybody back, a little cookout, everybody get a bit of pizza, meet a lot of people from across the country, mm -hmm. and then we get at it Friday morning. So it's a little uh, a little different from most of the traditional uh, camps that are run. Uh, we still do a lot of work with, you know, we're, we're trying to 
work hand in hand here with the ODP. They got some overlap, but what we told the kids, it goes, hey, look, go to the ODP stuff, uh, go up and learn as much as you can from other people. We're not the only, we're not the only avenue that you could travel, right? Yep. So when we get people that want to branch out, we think that's a good thing. They get different uh, mindsets on how things go and how things work. Mm-hmm. And then we try to incorporate all that into gelling well, which quite frankly, in officiating ranks, we don't do well. I think now with the crisis, uh, we're seeing more and more uh, cooperation to make sure that we 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 have enough qualified people uh, to fill the games and enough for the next couple of years to bring people in uh, to help cover those games when uh, you know people start leaving the system. Uh, we we do a couple of unique things because you know we we run a lot of hockey. Uh, there's no question about that. We run Division One programs, the junior programs up here in the East, the Midwest, and, and West, and we have uh, you know a very good relationship with ECHL. Uh, the American Hockey League with Stevie Thompson and, uh, you know, Joe Wurtz has been great. And then we run the, the Southern Pro League. Uh, this would be the first time that uh, we've done some really cool stuff. Uh, and we're going to have our first Southern Professional Hockey League training camp since 2017. And the thing is, when it's yeah. unique, it's going to be similar to what the ODP does out in Michigan. We're going to have live games. We're going to be able to assess people. Uh, awesome. Although some of the schedule will be already out for the veterans, veterans, it'll also give us an opportunity to bring some other kids in that are first year people for the Southern Pro League and get a chance to work with them so they're not going into the pros blind. The other thing that um, we do, uh, it, it's pretty unique. Uh, the Southern Pro League has been great the way we've been handling it is that uh, we send a lot of uh, people with four or five years worth of junior experience and some college experience at the Division Three level uh, into the Southern Pro League, uh, not only for long-term uh, stability for the Southern Pro League, but also gives us an opportunity to, to pick uh, some kids up uh, for the Division One stuff up here. Yeah. There's one thing, there's one thing when you're watching college players play hockey, totally different when you're watching men yeah. playing. For uh, a championship at the professional level. So we got that going for us as well. Uh, there are a bunch of other camps that we have not listed yet, but I did want to get this one out for anybody that's looking to come to Boston uh, for Labor Day weekend. And it's a big weekend, no matter where you are in the country. We're going to have, you <laughs> no matter what, we were just talking about how much hockey there's out there and how thin the ranks are, and then asking people to give up their Labor Day weekend. That's a, that's a tough sell these days because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the whole culture has changed, right? right. I'm going to call my buddies on, on the weekend. I'm not, I'll give you two games, but I'm not giving you the four I used to, right? right. So uh, we're going to run a, a camp there. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get some uh, uh, three-man system uh, game management things in there so that we can prepare people for the juniors. And at the same time, uh, we have all the top tier one midget teams in the country coming for that. So that'll be a unique camp. Uh, we'll work on the two, the, the, the two referee system because we don't do enough of that either. We yeah. just put these kids into a situation and let them run. Right. Uh, but we're going to focus on some uh, two-man system uh, during that whole weekend. And traditionally, we bring in about eight to 10 evaluators. So if we have 10 sheets going. We got, we got eight to 10 evaluators in those rinks helping us prepare these kids so it's it's unique uh we're pretty happy the way things are, are, are working 
Uh, we're going out to the West Coast. We haven't figured out that yet. As, as you guys know, just from talking, the NCDC has gone four man. So we're going to have to do some yeah. uh, recruiting quickly and getting people yeah. to feed in the four man. So there'd right. be a out, uh, out in the mountain, out in the mountain uh, district. And we're going out to Michelle Voyer's uh, California uh, camp out there and working with them to hopefully uh, look at some kids that we can bring into Division One college hockey for out, uh, out of the Air Force and some other areas out there. So it's good. Yeah, I, vo- I volunteer myself for a weekend at Air Force. <laughs> going out. You have uh, to talk to the new boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I, I think, I think we know a guy that can send Nat and I uh, to a weekend oh, at Air Force. See me, <laughs> Go ahead. But, but you're a yet yet Marine. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you bring up a good point that I think a lot of people gloss over. Um, you brought up earlier on, but that as we lose the veteran folks, you know, and we we have the the, I mean, it it, it is as much a crisis uh, and it's not a recruiting crisis. I think, you know, it's, it's a retention and, and kind of knowledge crisis. And I think you hit that on the head, that nail on the head. That's a huge, huge piece to it where it takes, you know, uh, 10 years to make a good official. Right. Uh, and, and it sounds like, I mean, with the, and the only way to kind of maybe cut that, that down is to have, you know, these camps like this, right. Is to, to be able to get a massive amount of folks, a lot of experience, as quickly as a good experience with good instruction as quickly as possible. And, and you, you, you hit the, you hit it right on the head. And I, I think the other thing, and, you know, uh, I run into this all the time and you guys run into where you guys, that's how it really doesn't matter. And I know USA hockey is really trying to tackle this. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to advance, but just don't know how to get there. So this form right here is pretty good. when we get this out. If, you know, people want to break from the norm, uh, they want to advance, but they're afraid that their supervisors might punish them because, quite frankly, and their problems the same as my problem. I want to be clear on that, right? They have a they have a duty to fill their games and everything else, but there's no reason when that when somebody's sitting at home that we can't pluck a kid and put him in and at least expose them to something different to see if they like it. Uh, Coming to these camps is one way to do it, right? Yep. And then not just thinking of tournaments as you know, hey, we just did to make some money. Uh, maybe Thursday night, uh, run a forum, a hockey camp of some sort, uh, and bring, you know, what like we do with the Monday night quarterback. Hey, here's a couple of videos that happened last weekend. Let's try to show this up. Uh, if you're new to the system, this is how we operate. Like, simple things. Just checking the game clock at the beginning of the game to make sure all the numbers are working, right? Little things that probably you wouldn't pick up over time. Uh, you'd probably pick up over time. But now we have the ability with technology to bring these things up. Hey, you know, the uh, the three little dots on the eight were out, right? And mm-hmm. everybody looked up. They thought there was no time on the clock. How do you deal with that, right? Yeah, right. So those little things that you pick up uh, and these camps, the personal stories. Um, I, I worked in the newspaper industry. I was in charge of the apprentice program. And uh, one of the things that we learned is how we touch and feel things. You know, touch the puck. It's great to be able to say this is how we drop it, but you're able to touch the puck in an environment where you're not going to get screamed at because you got the puck down or it bounced around on you. You get a chance to hone in on your skills before you go into the the tournament that weekend. And we think we got we think we got a model uh, that might help us out. 
I think, Ross, you've seen some of the stuff that we do when, when we yep. do stuff up in the Boston area, or no matter where it is. Uh, we try to do something on that Thursday night, bring people in the night before, because the way we look at it is you bring everybody in on a Thursday night. They're the first ones off the ground on Friday so that the, the local people, believe it or not, how I think about tournaments, uh, they're not stuck in traffic. They're, we got them in hotels that are close to the rink. So yeah. it helps us. So why not take advantage of them when they come in on Thursday night and run some sort of shot, uh, you know, hour and a half window for training because we don't do enough training. And I really think there's another trend out there that is just so much hockey out there, kids. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the biggest problem right now. Yeah. And like you mentioning, there's so much hockey. We can't throw guys out in a three-man anymore right? because there's so many midget games going on at all the rinks. I don't have enough bodies to, to go three-man yeah. or like in our case, we would, we used to run our high school league four-man, but now our high school league's gotten so big. We can't, we have to do, we have to do two. Yeah. Um, it's just the kind of the nature of the beast. And we're getting a lot of situations where like, like here are tournaments. We run four man for Bantam and Midget just because it's a tournament weekend. There's nothing yeah. else going on during the regular season for our uh, Bantam double a fifth sixteens uh, and eighteens. We run three, but there's, there's enough of it, but there isn't enough in it. So like when I'm bringing in guys to work their first USPHL games here, some of them are, you know, like sometimes it's like, okay, well, I haven't seen three man at this speed and I haven't seen three man with delayed offsides or hybrid icing or any of that. So it, right. it's, it's kind of like, oh crap, what do I do? And so I these opportunities that, you know, you guys are uh, putting together, especially for those in the Northeast and those that have the means to travel to be able to come and work for you. Like that's your yeah, experience. That's much needed. Well, here's uh, one of the things that I, I wasn't aware of. Uh, and the USPHL, we're having a meeting on Friday. Uh, think about how many of the camps that these guys are down there, like the Eels and Tampa and yep. they run these camps. Uh, I'm reaching out to the league and saying, Hey, look, if you're running the camps, Right. Why don't you let us run something locally, not bring people in from all over the place, yeah. but something locally well, and let us and let us run the foreman during during these tryout sessions. And right? that's actually that's something that I do with the Tampa Bay juniors. Me and Garrett have a very good relationship. And this year um, and last year and the years prior, um, basically, this came out of me not wanting to skate their tryout camp by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring in guys. I'm going to ask some of my locals. Hey, do you, do you have interest in working juniors next year? And then at his tryout camp and after the season in May, yeah, I get six guys or seven guys, whatever it ends up being. And they skate three man. They each yeah. skate a period as a referee. They line two periods. Yeah. Um, and actually something I've, I've been kind of up their butts about is like, with how we have five teams in Florida now, let's just do a USPHL combine down here and we'll run a referee camp next to your combine. Right. Then that's, believe it or not, that's a, you're right on the money. We're, we're trying to get that. Uh, I think we've had a lot of missed opportunities on my end because we were so focused on everything that was up here. And yeah. then forget about the different regions. We're really focused on doing what we're having up in the East. The reason why we can do that is just hockey every weekend. So it's different. Yeah. I can choose, but we should really start thinking about, you know, how do we get the South uh, 
up to snuff. And what I mean by up to snuff, I don't mean uh, that we're, we're behind behind the, the curve because yeah. I've been down with you guys uh, three or four times now over the last couple of years outside the COVID stuff. Uh, and I think it's been great. We were just talking about, uh, I won't mention his name on here today, but we're going to hire somebody that I had seen uh, down in Tampa earlier this year who come, come out and, mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't sure where this all went, but we're going to pick a kid uh, that's that's going to be working for us in the Southern Pro League just by us being present down there. Yep. I think if we could get some sort and one of the things we talked about earlier, right, what can we do for a camp? I'm asking you for dates and what can mm -hmm. we do? What can we do better uh, for things like that? How do we how do we work so that our teaching is the same across the whole East? Right. Well, and essentially we have uh, we're building a development pipeline whether yep. it be where you are or down here my big thing is like i'm 36 nat's 40 yep. um i'm not going to be able to skate the middle of a premiere game forever as much as i you know as much as i want to uh <laughs> you know hold on i i know that i got to build my bench here yeah so that you know when it's time I can go out in JFL or I can go up and sit in stands and watch three guys that are 15, 20 years younger than me go make the mistakes that I made right. and help them get better. And that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, right? The transferable skills, the, the ability to be in a camp, mm -hmm. right? And be able to talk about, hey, this is what happened to me. I got in trouble. Uh, you know, I, I made a mistake here and I want you not to make that same mistake. Yep. Right. And uh, we got a uh, another guest that just uh, just joined us, Junior. What's going on, buddy? What's happening? Just back from the ice cream parlor. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> well, we've been we've been talking about the camps just to catch you up. Right on. Um, just the stuff going on, and then um, I had I had said to your dad, you know, congrats on retirement, moving on from his previous role with Atlantic, and yeah. now get to say congratulations to you on your new gig. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that. Just uh, real quick, uh, we can touch on that. So obviously you, you know, you're stepping into the role that your dad had with Atlantic and then Atlantic absorbed another league or merged with another league. Uh, uh, yep. Call it Chalky America. Yep. Okay. So is it going to remain Atlantic? It's no name change or anything. Or I believe that's the uh, direction everything's going. Okay. Awesome. And then you're just taking over, doing the schedule, being the boss. Pretty much. That's awesome. You excited so, about so that? I, I do want to clear one thing up is <laughs> he keeps saying he's retired. Like you got to stop, <laughs> like you, you got to stop using retired. You got to like, it's changing positions. Like you're just changing roles. Fair. Like you, signed a, you just signed a three year deal with the Southern pro league. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm retiring. Like I retire from the globe, but I'm still the president of the union. Like, <laughs> like that's not retiring. Well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to help him out. That's all. No. Well, I think it's mental. Like I think he has to like mentally say he's retired just to keep moving. But well, it's, it's, it's so far it's working. I'm, I'm down to two leagues. <laughs> yeah. no, seriously. I mean, it's like, it's less stress for you. Like I'm taking over a whole, like, you know, and it's, it's all about delegating, right? Like uh, we have a lot of good, good people that work for us. We get a lot of good supervisors and, you know, it, it it's, it, it's even the guys that work for us too, that make everything run. Like those, those guys that, that work for us, that get to the rinks on time. Those are the guys that really make us look good. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I remember one time I had a supervisor say to me like, Hey, 
like, hey, you really made me look good there. I go, how, how so? He's like, oh, well, the way you communicated with that coach and blah, blah, blah. And just like, you know, everything those guys do, it, it matters. Everything you guys do, the way you 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 treat the people you walk in the rink, uh, you know, the the timekeepers, the scorekeepers, every, everything matters. It's how you treat people. Ain't that the truth. And that's a valuable lesson for, mm-hmm. for a lot of the young referees out there because, you know, the way you treat people on the way up, you know, when you're on the way back down, um, they're going to treat you the way you treated them while you're on the way up. Ross, uh, Paul Stewart told me that exact uh, comment at, at his camp, actually, uh, in Walpole. He ran two of them in Walpole. And he said he looked at me directly in the locker room. I was sitting right across from him, and he said that exact quote. And that stuck with me. Uh, that that means a lot right there. Yes, it does. Because, you know, I want to – it's kind of funny um, – one of the uh, uh, the the Ice Flyers Pensacola SP team posted that their head coach Rod Aldoff was retiring, mm-hmm. and uh, I commented on on their official uh, on their on their page there. Just said, "Hey, uh, um, just a nice thing about Rod. I just say, hey, uh, you know, it was always a pleasure getting to talk to you in the room. Like you're a great guy, whatever. And like he's one of those guys, and or whether it be a coach or like a security guard or anything like that, doesn't matter because." you know, when uh, we're representing the league and we're representing, you know, ourselves when, when we're referees, but also the people that we work for. So, right. and, and those are the people like, I mean, I, I build relationships with all those people, you know, like a lot of the yep. security guys, you, you, you sit in there, you, you're there an hour and a half, you know, two hours before the game, they come in, have a water with you, coffee. And like, you know, you talk about golf or whatever, you know, and you get to know these people. And when you're in town, you, you, they, they might take you out to lunch or they might, you know, Hey, we'll, we'll hook you up with golf. You know, like you, you never yep. know, like these people <laughs> you're going to meet along the way. It's just, you know, yep. it, uh, that, it's, it's a great business. That it and, is. And you know what? It's the same thing with, uh, we could tie that right into the training camps. Right. Yep. I remember some of the guys uh, that I first started with, uh, we have friendships of life. So, I mean, uh, I was up with Mark Perry and all those guys when they were breaking into the NHL. And Gino went to his first camp with the uh, East Coast Cole. League. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and Coho camp, Coho's camp. Yeah. Coho's camp. And uh, he gets up and says, my name's Gino Binda. And like half the half the staff turned around and said, your old man ain't that wing nut from South Boston. And, <laughs> you know, so, but, but those are the friendships. I had friendships with them. They went on to do what they had to do and the pros and everything. And, you know, I had a good run at what I was doing and turned it into something, but you know, when we see each other, those relationships last a lifetime and those all start at your camp. Some of you guys have been friends, no matter what camp you go, whether it's a a first shot at the, uh, your first USA hockey clinic at the entrance uh, point or your first camp with USA hockey, right. You become friends with some of those kids. Dad, look at Joe Sullivan, right. He just worked the national championship in Tampa. Um, I, I met him at the program of merit. Um, there was like a big, it was a bunch of us. It was like me, Mike McCreary, Sully, uh, Zach Weeb. We all like roomed together, you know, and uh, me and Sully have been friends for since, you know, we've been at each other's houses. He's in St. Louis. I'm in Boston, you know, and it was awesome. I, I it was great to see him work that final game last, uh, this, this past, you know, this past season, it, it was great. And you make those friendships for life and it's, that's the other part of the camps that we don't even think about the friendships yeah. that you'll make. Well, it, it, it's that funny because we um, we were talking to Andy Hudson and Mike McKenna 
And one of the, you know, things they brought up was the life lessons at the camps Mm. and how, what we do as referees, whether it be at the camps or on the ice or whatever, uh, set us up for things in the rest of our lives. Cause I know a lot of the things that I've learned on the ice, and I'm sure that the other three of you can agree with a lot of the things that we learn how to do on the ice with dealing with adversity and how to deal with people, you know, helps off the ice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so back to the, like with the camp stuff in general, right, Gene, you got your introduction camp, which you're running this weekend. weekend yeah. Um, from there you have, we, that can, we kind of touch base on it. So you're doing an entry level juniors and D three men's and women's camp in Foxborough. Right. So I guess let, let's talk about that one. Cause I think a lot of probably the listener base, um, and especially you mentioned the people that don't really know how to advance or they think they can advance, but they don't know the right channels. It sounds like that camp and then the one down in, and so that one is in, I'm sorry, July 12th to July 16th in Foxborough. Right. And then you have the 16th and 17th in Wayne, New Jersey. Right. So let's kind of, what's, what are we looking for there? Like classrooms, like what's going to be the makeup of, of those dates? You know, you want to take it? You want no, me? I'll take, I'll take the Wednesday, the, the 12th. Um, basically anybody that wants to, to learn the three man system, uh, you know, you've been working, you you anywhere from 14 to, you know, 30, um, even older, uh, you want to learn that, uh, three man system. We're going to teach you the basics, um, guys that have been in it, uh, that have been on the lines for the past couple seasons and want to start refing and learn the basics. And I'll tell you. The basics, the basics, the basics are so important. Um, you you nail the basics, everything else comes secondary. You know, um, you know, you go out there, you don't have to think about, you know, wh- where you got to stand or what you're doing, it, where you got to be in, inside the blue line, outside the blue line. Where do I got to stand on the goal line? Where's my best sight line? You don't have to think about that stuff once you get the basics down. Like nowadays, everybody wants to get to D1 yesterday. You know, they want to get to that next level yesterday. Nobody wants to take the steps necessary to, you know, be good at, it. you know, I, I ref, I started working three man system at 15, 16 years old. And I didn't ref division one college hockey till I was 20, I don't know, 23, 24. And, you know, that's a long window. That's a long time of, of grinding. And it, it's, it, it doesn't matter how old you are. You need the reps. Like I remember Brian Murphy said to a kid that wants to start refereeing, and who's on the lines now, he goes, yep, five years, I'll get you in, you know, because you need that experience and you need the reps. Um, it's so important. Um, and that's what I kind of want to drive in and drive home to these guys. Don't worry about getting to that next level now. Just trust the process. When you get there, when you're ready, we'll, we'll advance you. There's guys that might take two years. It might take them five years. But you know what? Um, if, if, if this is something you want to do and this is something you love, just, just grind it out. And what you put into it is what you'll get out of it. And, and like, I just want to, you know, teach them the basics, get, get more people interested in doing three man systems, especially where our juniors now are non USA, you know, um, we're, we're targeting former players. Um, any, anybody that wants to kind of, kind of learn and, you know, compete it, it, it's um, you know, I remember like the linesman used to compete. Who's going to be the first one into the scrum. You know, like who's going to have the best drops tonight? You know, that's the stuff that we need back, you know, like build the camaraderie, build that compete level. Hey, you know, like 
all that kind of stuff just drives you. It drove me. Um, I, I, I have friends for life in this business and, you know, we all competed and we all had fun with it. Um, and that, that's what I kind of want to teach and drive home. Perfect. I love it. So the 16th and 17th, we'll get into that right away as well. Uh, what we're trying to do uh, in that region is the same thing that we're going to do on the 19th up in Boston. Okay. Okay. The, but it's like anything else. Uh, we don't have enough bandwidth in that region where kids are still afraid to leave their assigners and, you know, that they, they don't want to take that check that step into the unknown, because if they don't make it with referees crease, so they lose their, you know, their status at the youth hockey level and their sign is taken out. So what we're trying to do is what we talked about earlier with, with, you know, sectionalizing and regionalizing these things, mm-hmm. which in a different approach, as a matter of fact, when I hit, when we get off this, I'm going, right to a, another conference call about trying to, to make sure we got uh, everybody we need in place down there. We got, you know, we got some ex NHLers coming in as evaluators down there uh, and uh, some co- D1 college guys come in to help us there. But what we're looking at is, you know, that New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, they're not getting that exposure that they need even there. So we're trying to keep away from bringing anybody from, you know, not even Connecticut. We're looking at strictly New Jersey, New York, and how many junior teams do we have down there? I mean, there's so many opportunities for people to advance, and then you, you have about your, uh, your college, 15, you know, this. yeah, 15 junior teams, and then you got what else you got down there is you got Schubert, Mike Schubert's coming in for the CACHA. He's going to be looking at people there. So it's also a, a camp for us to identify somebody. Hey, you know what? This kid might not be ready to, to, to get to division one club hockey, but he might be able to work, help us out in the juniors. And then if we get in a pinch, if he's got a good game count, like we talked about, right. Uh, and, and, you know, he gets 50, 60 games out of his belt and we need somebody and we've been watching him enough, man, that kid might get his first opportunity just because he went to this camp in, in, in September, right. Uh, and, and, and July, I mean, so that's what that camp is about. They're, they're the same. They're just in a different region, and we've and we're trying to identify regions, right? We're trying to we're trying to build slowly to build nationally, right? You gotta you gotta get your base down before you can keep going with this because it is time consuming, right? We're gonna get this off. Think about it. We're gonna be tied up for the whole month of July. That doesn't leave us a lot for August to get people ready, no, right? If you really think about it. So if we can get this camp going, maybe in May next year. Uh, mm-hmm. you know get them a little bit out earlier and then we, we can do that around the first Charter cup yeah yeah and then look at it how do we build the same base like we're doing in new jersey out in the midwest right because yeah. that's the next threshold uh we got some good guys out there that are working with us now they're putting something together in detroit uh we're hoping to have that out uh i don't know if it'll be on a weekend or during a weeknight but we're gonna we're gonna get uh, some exposure out there over a couple of days with the teams out there. So that's, that's another place that we're identifying the Chicago uh, Detroit area, but that's what that is about. And then the next one is really the, 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 the big one, right? The 19th. Yep. Yeah. So we, the 19th, 19th to the 23rd of July in Marlboro. That's correct. correct. And uh, there's a lot of stuff going on that week. We got, you know, Jeff Fulton running his camp up in Colgate. Uh, I'm heading up there on Monday. Um, Monday, maybe into Tuesday. I'm not sure yet. Um, have an eye on that all out, but 
you know, and then you got the Harvard camp leading into that weekend, along with the Chowder Cup. We got over 500 uh, women team tournament out in Marlboro. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of stuff cooking, a lot of opportunities. So, um, you know, we decided to make it um, a big, big camp weekend. Um, anybody that wants to or thinks that, you know, here's your opportunity to get seen for Division One and Division Three college hockey and junior hockey. And we can identify you and, you know, make a path for everybody. Um, I'm going to try to be as honest as possible, you know, with, with everybody. It, it's tough because there's only so many, no, so many slots, you know, in at yeah. every league, at every level, and every game, and yeah. every night. So, um, and I think how you create consistency is you you shrink the pool down a little bit, and you have less guys working more games. You know, makes sense. And that's kind of how my philosophy is going to be going into the season. And I'm going to see how that goes, because um, I think that's how you build rapport. Um, guys get your your standard. Um, people can get your character a little bit and you can kind of, you know, build some some type of relationship with the coach, you know, because, you know, all right, well, this coach will work with me. This coach is not going to. So I have to ignore him or well, however you got to deal with him that night. And you can kind of know that going in. So it's not a surprise every night where you got to go in and go, all right, what, what am I getting into? You already yeah. know, don't know that going well, in. That's it's good like for it, it's good for everybody to have that consistency, right? Where you see <clears> the <throat> same referees over and over again, and then the, the referees are saying the same coaches over again. So right. basically yeah. more or less working the, the fine pyramid. line too, right? Yeah, working the pyramid model of the smaller the league, the less teams, the less games, the less officials you're gonna have in that league. And then you get a travel issue and everything else you gotta deal with. So I got a lot to juggle, but um, you know, that that's kind of what my direction is gonna be. And I think this this camp is going to be a little bit more advanced. Uh, I'm going to be concentrate more on positioning, uh, how to look like a referee. You know, a lot of guys still skate like players. A lot of guys don't don't know how to work the the corners, the goal lines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see a lot of guys up top that, that they're doing these big circles, they're skating too much, where they're taking themselves out of position. Um, you know, um, just a lot, of, just working on a lot of little intricacies of the game, just kind of breaking down. Um, you know different parts of the, the four man system, basically in college hockey. And, and I'm going to run them, run them through some skating. You know, you got to be in shape. Uh, you gotta, you gotta be able to skate and you gotta be fit. Um, that was the biggest thing every year. Uh, every supervisor I've ever had, you got to be able to skate and you got to be fit. And that was the first thing they always said. And then you gotta, you know, your rule knowledge, get in, get into that rule book. You know, you never know when a rule test or something might slide by your, your email, you have to answer. Yep. So, um, and, and I think those are good. Uh, those are always refreshes. I actually enjoy the test at the beginning of the season because it, it gets you in that rule book, gets you thinking and, you know, get you going. But Ross, going back to what uh, Gino said, uh, I think there's a lot to be said about fighting for position. Mm-hmm. It's just so much hockey out there, right? Nobody, if, if I'm not working here uh, and I, and I'll give you an example. I, a kid applied for my camp and I called him up today and I said, Hey, uh, congratulations blah 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 you get in he goes oh i i got in i got into another division three college league and i said to him i goes well have you ever worked the lines before he goes no i've never really worked the lines i go so are you setting yourself up to fail or is the camp below you now you know what i mean i had that conversation with yeah him. And, and that's not because of him it's not a knock or anything what it is is these kids just don't know what it's like to be competitive because everybody's moving sometimes because you have your bag packed and you're available. 
You know what I mean? So don't, and I always tell the kids, don't confuse availability with credibility, mm-hmm. right? You'll get credible by what you put into it. And that's why we're putting a focus on all these camps. Mm-hmm. Come to camps, they're free. It's nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And if you stay in the pit, sorry, Jim, I'm going to cut you off. No, go ahead. I was cutting you off, go ahead. If, if, if you're coming, we're one of the few that's going to pay for you to stay. You're not even paying for hotels. You just got to get there. And you're going to get money to, to, to pay for it. So if it costs you 300 bucks to get there and you're going to make 12, right? You're up nine and you're getting all this knowledge that is completely different than the standard camps paying somebody. Our philosophy is, and I think it's a pretty good f- philosophy. We want good people to come to us, right? And work and get rewarded for, you know, their, their work effort, right? I don't want to charge somebody to work for me. Because if you're paying to pay me, right, that doesn't seem that to me seems like it's mm-hmm. a, you're grifting, right? And we don't want to be looked upon as, hey, we could probably charge four or five hundred bucks a person to come to these things, and you know, then you don't get an assignment, right? And, and that's just yeah. bad, right? We want to stay away from that. We want people to feel comfortable to come, uh, not have to worry about losing a week's pay or anything. At the same time, you you. Hopefully, when you leave, you'll get better from coming one from one of the camps. Gino, no, I was going to say, like, I mean, it, 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 like Kevin Collins ran ran a camp for a couple of years, and and it, and it was free, and he had trouble getting people there, you know. And he had I don't know how many NHL referees that were there, you know, like all all the top guys, all all Stanley Cup guys, right? And wow. and and it was just like it was it was very bare, and he was like, I remember him being kind of like discouraged about the numbers and the people that go in and like. And even the, and the and even the kids that went like were fighting back and talking back to like him. And it was just like, <laughs> dude, you, you don't know who you who you wow. talking to. Wow, you know, like it was, but you know what? It was it was a great camp. It was well run. Um, it was it was very knowledgeable and it was it was awesome. And it, like, you know, that's what we kind of want to do. Like, we we just mm-hmm. kind of want to just throw offer offer things out to people and just to get better because like that's yep. what we do. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like the big difference between your guys' camps and, and the other camps we've talked to the other camps, like, Hey, we want some young guys and Hey, yeah, get them in the door and, and just kind of hear, here's some cool stuff. Um, you know, learn something. Uh, but you guys, you guys are taking that kind of one step further of, Hey, let's get you a couple of games paid for a couple of games so we can see you get you, um, you know, whether that's, and, and and potentially have a, a roster spot for you in our league uh, this season. If not, it's like, hey man, we might not have a spot for you this this season. We still got you a couple of games in these camps. We got you some good uh, that you're getting paid for, and you got some supervision. Um, you know, come back next year. Um, At and, least you know, get something from it, right? Right on. Right. Yep. You, know, you don't have the, the purpose of the camp is to get to gain knowledge, right? So if yep. you don't make it because your skill set, gaining skill set or something. But if you can walk away from one of these camps and we can get you to communicate better or have a better feeling with positioning or feel more confident about yourself, no matter what level you're at, that's that's what these things are about. The, the money's the bonus ball. The real eye on the prize is how much you're going to put into the camp to get what you want out of it and get to the next level. And, and the other thing I, the, and the other thing I like about that, those both those weekends are the finals and the semifinals are all four men. So it's like uh, last year we kind of gave it to the veterans. They, they just took it and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. This year here, maybe create a little competition, maybe Wednesday night or whatever. However, we decided to schedule the, those finals. We can pencil people in. 
but you know, um, make it a little bit of competition. Hey, I want to work that final game because yep. they got teams from all over the country, all over Canada. Uh, they got teams from Europe to come over. Um, I walked into the finals last year and I, I couldn't believe uh, the atmosphere that was in the building. It was phenomenal. Um, you know, for, I was like, this is July. And, you know, <laughs> these people, they, 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 they paid their money. They came to play in the, in the Chowder cup. They, they put a good show on. So, yeah, you know, that's good. That's well, good. And it looks like, uh, so the, the registration for this weekend's camp has, has gone by, right? So you guys already have everyone. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like the next ones, the registration deadline is July 3rd. Yeah. Um, and we yep. will post a link in the description here to make sure that everyone can get, um, they know where they can go to, uh, to right. register or to, yeah, to, to apply. Yeah. That I will, uh, Obviously, you guys are all listening right now. Yeah. Uh, but as we're recording this, I'm saying I'm going to get this episode out here tonight and get everything posted tonight so that um, all the information will be out there. So everyone, anybody last minute that can get in for the deadline for this one coming up. You guys are the best. Can get in. And uh, just like, again, anybody from anywhere in the country, uh, if we can make this thing work for you, we will. Uh, we don't want to be turning people away. We know it's a commitment. We got some guys coming far as far away as LA yep. and, and Utah and a few other places coming out here uh, just so they can get involved with the NCDC uh, league that's going on out, out, out in the mountain district. They want to come out here and secure a spot and, and, and that, and that's, this is huge. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be very good. So, and I, I just want to add one more thing. Uh, it's men, all women, doesn't matter if, uh, we have a bunch of women coming in for this that are coming in. Uh, quite frankly, probably better than half the guys we put on the ice because they care a little more. So, so we're yeah. American league already. So right. So if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're a woman that's that's looking to to come, feel free. That women's camp that we have out in Marlboro, those are some of the best midget women teams in the country coming, and we're and we're having a total separate thing. I'm going to be running the thing out there for the women on those weekends. So, uh, you know, there'll be some, uh, a different philosophy on, on that. And I know we got to close this thing down. Uh, Ross, I'll be in touch with you in the next couple of days. Matt, All nice right. to see you again. Absolutely. You too. All right. Yeah. And, Thanks, uh, guys. Yeah, Gene, I know you got to go. So thank you so much, sir. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. And uh, like I said, I'll get this posted. So thank you, sir. All and right. Jun- Junior, you got a, you got a bolt too? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, both of you guys, thanks for coming on. We greatly appreciate it. We love what you're doing. Um, and I'm just happy to be able to be part of the team with you guys and, and helping you guys out in the capacity that I do. Yeah, it's been a, it's a great partnership. We can't Absolutely. Thank All right, guys, I'm going to bolt. I got a nine o'clock. All right. All right. Sounds Take good. Care. Thanks right. guys. Yep. Thanks guys. Yep. See ya. Well, everyone oh. that, I mean, that was, it was quick. I mean, it was quick and dirty and clean. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, they're doing a lot of good stuff in new England. Here's something else that I'll say about, well, uh, not just new England. Like at at this point, the USPHL is nationwide. Right. Um, from, I mean, we got it, we got it in battle Creek. You got it down in in Florida, right? I mean, Western Michigan, Florida, it's so there's opportunities for anyone that has the desire to do this, to break into junior hockey from there. They have feed into Division Three NCAA, the Southern Pro Hockey League, and Division One NCAA. Right. 
like the footprint's huge and it's just it's another avenue for advancement and gene says all the time he's not going to turn anyone away if you're if you want to go travel you want to go work a weekend in boston pick a weekend right right like i I mean we've all we've all done it i did it you know i mean that's 20 years ago uh or more you know that's how i kind of my first you know tasting a junior b hockey back then you know uh was was through um yeah, just just a cold call. You know, hey, this is who I am, and I want to come up and work some games. Yeah, and it's a good opportunity for anybody, um, especially for those. You know, you might be working your local games. You think you can do something more, but you're not really sure how to do it. Um, anyone, and and this is kind of an open thing. If if anyone ever has any questions about advancement. You are more than welcome to shoot me a message on Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, it'll go in my message message requests. Um, and, and as I see them, um, I, I generally I respond. I actually had uh, one person today ask me if uh, if it's okay if they list their skates for sale. To which our good buddy Luke Murray asked if he could buy the skate guards. He's like, he's like well, I just want the guards, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then our our other good friend friend of the podcast uh kelly ralstead goes well i'll sell you my skate cards for 50 bucks (laughs) (laughs) oh man meanwhile luke luke i love you buddy but you can't tie kelly skates (laughs) no but he knows that (laughs) (laughs) that's true yeah we'll have him on one day um anyway with the advancement stuff if anyone ever has a question about advancement my my DMs are always open. <laughs> yeah. And and I honestly think, you know, going going through this, this is probably the I mean, this rivals the the USA hockey development yeah. system, right? In the ODP and all. And just mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a long time kind of coming. There's a lot of stuff in here. And and I know it's weird that they don't want to say, oh yeah, they confirm names and all, but um, but there's gonna be a lot of people. Uh, who have a lot of advice to give, uh, yeah. who are great evaluators and, and who know people. Yeah. Um, yep. So that well, and it's funny, I was talking to uh, one of my really good friends who I came up with today. There's only, you know, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever yep. it is in the officiating community. It's three. Yeah. I think there's you three are, degrees of Pinda. It's only, <laughs> yeah. Three degrees of Pinda. Yeah. Um, but it's just there's three, maybe four degrees of separation with everybody. Yeah. So like if you know someone who knows someone, you're in. Kind right. of. So it, it's all about, you know, hard, working hard during the season, working hard in the off season, going to these camps, taking a step outside of your comfort zone and going to something like this. And then obviously, like you mentioned, the USA thing. With the USPHL, obviously they operate outside of USA, right. so there's a, maybe a, there's different ways of doing things, and maybe you don't have to go through the process or this or that. Correct. Not saying one way is right, one way is wrong, whatever it is. Right. Um, but the opportunities are there if you go looking for them. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, you know, and the other thing that you're going to get from these guys is that, you know, and you and I both know this, but that that kind of their Boston South Boston, honesty, their, their, yeah, their <laughs> South Boston honesty, right? Like that, which, which a lot of times, a lot of folks, you know, don't get, 
Um, it's like, yep. hey, that, that was a great game, you know, or whatever, because they want to keep people going on for the next game. Whereas like, yep. hey, this one is, hey, man, this is what you got to do. Uh, yep. and, and they're really, they're really good at holding the mirror up in, in front of you and saying, hey, this is, this is you. Uh, yep. And that's, that's and invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely is. So I think that's it. Oh, well, we awarded a Stanley Cup. Good job, Vegas. Yeah, dude. Just smoke. Unreal. Yeah. What's crazy is the the best series for championships in hockey this year was the American League. Yeah. Game seven overtime. Yeah. Yeah. And and the Hershey Bears won their 12th Calder Cup. So congratulations to the Hershey Bears. That. Sorry. Congratulations to the Hershey Bears. Yeah. As well as all the officials that work the American League Calder Cup Finals. It is the off season, but what's crazy is Labor Day is only eight weeks away. Oh man, I know. We've started, yeah. uh, and it, it's yeah. it's seminar season for USA hockey. Oh man, USA! I still wait until August to register for US or to do like I'll register pretty soon here, but I still wait till August because it's just there's so many glitches, and you see on the website that, or you know, on the Facebook page, a lot of folks are having issues. Um, yeah, well. What's funny is, you know, how normally you, you register and then you have to wait 24 hours. Yep. All of my stuff was immediately available the other day. Oh, so wow. I paid my fee at like three o'clock and by four 30, since I'm tenured, I was done with it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Your tenure. Um, so I almost didn't pass the open book. I got a 90. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. It was mostly because I was at the point of like, whatever, like, I'm just going through it. I know, like, just little, I read it wrong. Oops. Though, when I was at, when I was like, I think I had, I had like 15 left and I could only miss one. I was sweating. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's not a great place to be. Obviously you get your retake, but still, like, I don't know. It's kind of of embarrassing. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this. Um, Yeah, so th- that stuff is uh, is going, and Safe Sport is annual now. That's yes. something okay. that's gonna. Yeah, all my USA hockey people, your Safe Sport is 365 days from the last time you did it. So if you did Safe Sport today is June 27th. So if I did Safe Sport today, June 27th next year is when I have to do it by. If you lapse, you cannot skate. Yeah, you cannot skate. And it's regardless not regardless of your registration status. Correct. And that's not like, oh, well, you can skate, you know, adult league. No, it's you can't no, skate. You cannot you skate. You cannot skate. You can't so, do kids. You can't do youth. Now that's obviously for USA. So right. Um, and then we got other big things coming. I sent out a big survey today to all my guys for getting ready for the season. Crazy stuff. It's July. We're about to be my favorite holiday, America Day. America Day. Yep. Yep. I got to work that night, but uh, we get the air show, Battle Creek air shows every year uh, on 4th of July. It's like oh, 4th of July week. They do who big. Do you, who do you guys have? Shows. Who do you guys have? Uh, so this, this year, this year we've got the Thunderbirds. Last year we had the Blue Angels. Nice. And uh, we also have the like the Canadian Snowbirds are coming. Oh, that's cool. So they have like Them a nice formation. T33 tweets. Yeah. Well, they're weird. I don't know. 
they do cool stuff um, they do cool stuff they sit in this weird side-by-side airplane that the u.s hasn't flown in like 40 in like 40 years yeah but, they but it's um, still awesome yeah and they do a big balloon festival so okay you drive in and you like see a bunch of balloons it's kind of weird but uh and, yeah man so it's and then uh, and then that night while you're working maybe you'll get to share some freedom oh yeah i hope so <laughs> just just you know 114 pounds at a time <laughs> well uh, with that on that bombshell <laughs> yeah but yeah man dude this is a good episode uh you know we didn't get into a lot of the the previous stuff that you know in the history of of kind of gene well, and, and hall his story which well, we don't have never a time but no and, and we've had them on the past so yeah and we'll so, have them on again in the future yep so uh, this one is good. I think this is probably going to be it for our summer camp series since we're rolling into July. Yep. Um, and then we'll. Uh, I th- Yep. We're yeah. going to probably end up taking a few weeks off now uh, that we've cranked out a bunch of episodes and we're going to kind of do a reset come August and uh, start into a new season of yeah, the Team Stripes a, podcast. Get a new season, get some get some more stuff going on. So, yep. Uh, I, and uh, yep. We'll we'll get some guests lined up and all that, maybe some teasers, whatever. But anyway, as always, Nat's been Nat. I've been Ross. Thank you for listening. We appreciate the support. You guys enjoy the rest of your summer, and we will catch you guys on the next episode of the Team Stripes Podcast. You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast, the podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white.